Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's the Saw Fan Podcast where fans of Jigsaw and his twisted games gather to unpack the series of mortifying, moralizing, and dare I say, immortal games of that most twisted man, John Kramer. Yay, I speak of Jigsaw. Charles, welcome to our Saw Fan Podcast. Thanks. Yeah, I, I you are probably joking, but I could be easily convinced to only watch Saw for the rest of this podcast. Well, it's, I was just thinking before we started today that if you told me however long ago we started this podcast that one of the major outcomes would be that I'm incredibly invested in the Sawverse to the point where we are churning through these episodes. Like, again, to, to come into the Sawverse, because again, on the podcast, we watch the whole franchise and movie. We say, is they good? And we go through the whole dang thing. Before this, we watched all the Cars movies, and some would argue some extraneous installments in the Cars-verse, and it was a waking nightmare. It was just really, really, really unpleasant. Meanwhile, this is the fourth episode we've recorded in, like, less than a week. I mean, we're just – we both want to find out how far Jigsaw's Twisted Games go because we keep thinking, look, he's dead now. Chronologically, right. and and he t- what he tells us, and and the scurrilous detective Mark Hoffman, the games are just beginning, and we're like Jigsaw. There's been so many games, man. You're dead. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's as we are both headed towards full vaccination. It is it is perfect timing because this is how we used to do this. Like if you go back and listen, like we watched every Shrek movie in a day. We watched every Austin Powers movie in a day. And we've sort of gotten used to, you know, going through week by week, more like a serial television show from the 90s or 2000s where you have to wait. But I think this is a beautiful way to sort of make ourselves back out of the pandemic. We've been recording for over a year now in these terrible times. And Saw is the strangest way to, like, make us excited to just dive into movies again. Yeah, I I can't stress enough that here's where we are in 2021, the most meaningful, exciting return to, to basic socialization, it comes in the form of the Saw movies in which Donnie Wahlberg's head is smashed like one of Gallagher's watermelons with a pair of twin ice blocks in truly one of the most absolutely fucking amazing things I've ever seen in cinema. So, okay, so look, we've made it to the fourth movie in Saw. And what we're always looking for when we evaluate a franchise, it's, you know, are you really finding new avenues to explore this world? And I think, and we talked a little bit about this off pod, that Saw 4 might actually be the single best sequel of the franchise so far, simply because it finds a way to really get inside the mind of Jigsaw in a way that I guess I've never, I never have quite seen before in this kind of structure. And in a, in a, in a way that doesn't feel forced or silly, we, we, we enter his mindset and it's very literal. Like we know that he is setting out to, to take one of the many cops that he tortures and, and to have him actually perceive the world as he perceives it. And that's why I, I was kind of, I'm even more jaw agape at this series because this is the best one yet, in my opinion. Yeah, I uh, have now watched it twice in three days. I watched it the first time and I really liked it. But I think part of it moved very differently so far than the other three. And so watching it again, now like knowing it's pacing a little better, it was like everything that the first three have done, it did that but then it succeeded and did it even better and 
it's <laughs> i thought these movies sucked like i don't know no one talks about them they're always just like considered to be just gory torture movies and these like keep just getting better and better i don't know how it's going to keep going now i'm getting a little worried because i can't see it just keep out doing the last one but who knows maybe it will just keep getting better and better until may when we finally get to see chris rock take over well let me say this let's say that that saw only maintains a run of four excellent movies Mm -hmm. i mean man i would say that's uh easily a front runner for given the length of saw if the first 50 percent basically you know because the ninth is not out yet if the first half of a long run is this strong i mean this stands up there with Cube and Maze Runner for like most consistent series we've watched so far. Right. Um, That's what I was going to say, actually, was that we're so used to watching franchises that, you know, are loose and, you know, they're just like set up characters which keep coming back and doing different stuff. This movie, which I thought was just, you know, like, oh, well, let's see how many of these we can make to make as much money as possible. This is the tightest franchise I think I've ever seen where every movie pays attention to the smallest details in the previous ones to then create an entire new world that all exists within this one world. It's incredible how like John has now been dead for like a movie and a half and somehow it's still makes sense that all these games would be happening. It's incredible. And, and talk about economy of storytelling in this movie. We get, we finally, okay, well one, we finally see uh, jigsaws, little jigsaw. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. His jigsaw and, and saw wheels. We see his genitals, finally. Um, we, we get the backstory of Jigsaw, finally. And the front story. <laughs> if, if you will. Uh, the way that that's woven into the incredibly complicated current plot of the active game that is afoot is kind of a marvel. And this is another tight 90 in this one. They're, they're basically cramming what seems like – it just seems like it would be impossible to pull this off. And like I said, if you go back to our last episode, you know, I was – I kind of think that Saw 3 for a minute there kind of stumbles towards the climax. I got to rewatch it. Maybe maybe like you on a second viewing, I'll be even more charmed than ever because I really loved Saw 3. But this movie ups the ante so dramatically and the manner in which – Okay, so like, yeah, last movie, I was like, wait, why did he pour wax on that mini cassette? And it's like, oh, because he was going to swallow it, and we're going to hear the mini cassette after it's removed from his corpse during a lengthy autopsy scene. And and so there was a Saw 3 trivia bit that I I didn't mention in that episode, but uh, the brain surgery sequence in Saw 3, where Dr. Lin does the uh, DIY, you know, brain work on poor jigsaw because his freaking brain so swole it's juicing up on his skull Mm. um the mpaa said well this is a medical procedure you could watch this on the discovery channel so we we can't we're not going to ask you to cut any of that damn so what a loophole we found what a loophole so um so it it bears noting we're still with derek middle name boozman or bozeman what's his middle name derek um derek uh lynn darren lynn Darren boozman darren lynn boozman excuse me who i gotta say has a style that is consistent and really like we we talked last episode about how like through the budgeting we he had to do like a lot of not cuts and just like sweeping shots to bring us between scenes and he does that over and over again and they're all really wonderful like this one where that woman is thrown through a glass mirror and then it just like flies into the police office it's it's yeah it's and, so and, uh, again th- th- those are practical transitions yeah which is amazing and he does it again and again and i think it's just i don't really know that a, i've seen a director be so consistent with transitions other than george luke i'm sorry to talk star wars bum, bum, bum. but 
his use of wipes, the like shittiest wipes I've ever seen is same how Darren uses this so much better version of cutting between two scenes without cutting. Right. And interestingly, he was like, look, I'm not doing a fourth Saw movie. Like, well, for him, I'm not doing a third Saw movie. Like, haven't we, hasn't the well gone a little dry? He read the script and he was like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. Apparently, like the, 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 the plot twists, I'm assuming the climactic plot twist where we realize, and here's the big, the big spoiler. If, uh, if you're listening and weirdly have not watched all four Saw movies, the events of Saw 4 happen concurrent to the events of Saw 3. It is one of the best twists I've ever seen. It is so good. Um, so yeah, uh, Darren was like, I keep trying to leave Jigsaw's twisted games, but you keep pulling you me can't. back in. You can't leave the yeah. games. But let me finish a thought that you interrupted some time ago. Yeah. Basically, so the MPAA is like, look, you know, autopsies are autopsies. That's something that happens. Brain surgery is brain surgery. So this movie starts, like, clearly the MPAA found a way to encourage, like, the creators of Saw. And we get this really slow, really long opening autopsy scene that I was, like, pretty – I was pretty delighted by because they're like, we can do this and we're just going to go ahead and, and get every inch of film we can out of this process. And sort of, we, we talked uh, Nomadland in the last bonus episode, and in the same way where I was sort of longing for more walking, more scrubbing, more just like lingering on the moments, I sort of wanted like a 10-minute autopsy scene rather than a five. But I mean, I, I'll take the five and, and I'll, you know, put it in my bank. But, you know, I can just like, that scene was so good and it was so realistic and slow-paced and it just it was sort of like very anxious watching it because you know it's a jigsaw movie and you know something weird is going to happen. But it is like the most straightforward violence that you can imagine as just like a medical procedure. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I mean, it's, it, it, does it both. says something about the movie. Yeah, that like I found this one. I, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. This one really actually kind of like had an impact on me. I feel like like this one I think really for the first time like there was a mixture of genuine dread and horror mixed in with my delight which i'm saying is a good thing it's it's different that's i think why initially i was a little bit more wary of it just in terms of connecting to it because it doesn't move like the other ones move and that's i think on second watch a good thing but it does take some getting used to and it is like it's more violent in some ways or it's it's on par with three where you really get to watch some terrible shit happen but there's well, also the scalping machine. It was uh, pretty. The scalping pretty machine and the rapist ripper was uh, the, the rapist scene is like. Well, th- I think it speaks to the quality of this movie because, again, just to, to allude to the plot a little bit, because I feel like it's going to be just an, we. I, I'm not going to subject our listeners to us trying to explain in in exacting detail the plot of Saw Four because it, it it genuinely gets well. I was gonna, really out there. I was going to try well we can make a pass at it but to, to some things uh, officer daniel rigg played by lyric bent who we've now had in is this his third movie yeah, he's been he started in two right and he's like been a side character like very low tiny and this is what the same way that amanda was in one he's been plucked out of the side cast to become the star of the next sequel well interestingly um again another saw three trivia piece lyric bent was supposed to be the star they wanted him to be the star of three but he couldn't do it for scheduling reasons like you know what buddy don't worry we'll rig up the next one (laughs) and rig we get and and this movie is really about among other things jigsaw taking rig and the lesson he's trying to teach rig is you have to understand why jigsaw does what jigsaw does and i'm really going to immerse you into my worldview 
So I'm not just like the, the point is not to torture Rig. The point is to make Rig make decisions based on this the lens that Jigsaw brings to his twisted games. So I thought that component of it, the psychological component, where you know, as we find out, John Kramer, whose whose wife mid pregnancy, their baby was crushed by a swinging door by a drug addict who was the first subject of an admittedly awesome uh, torture game. Um, he sees the world in absolute black and white where people who do bad things, there, there isn't a gray area, no amount – like they, they have to answer and take responsibility for their crimes. So plunging – again, in that scene where it's this you know, obese rapist who uh, Rig is forced to strap into a Saw game while videos of his rape – and it, it feels like it's a rape of a child. It's a very – it's an extremely bleak sequence. Um but like you understand that that, that there, there's a structure to the larger point that, you know, again, Jigsaw's trying to like find that the most extreme conceivable angle to give Rig his vantage point on the world. Since the first movie where I've been in, in Saw 1, I was like, got a load of this weird theory that, that Juan and Wannell came up with to like sort of show that if you need help, trauma might help you. And I was like, that's pretty goofy. And then brother and you and i we talked to the second one and it's like oh this idea has matured a little bit it's still maybe a little out there and then starting with three and now especially with four his his it's still crazy and he still is a complete you know murderous psychopath but it's more honed in now where i'm not like trying to figure out if it makes sense like to to jigsaw his his world makes sense and this movie really gets us into this like idea of i used to think it was about punishment but now i see it's not it's just about whether if pushed far enough you can escape your own demons or whether you can free yourself from them i just like that soft force getting both of us to do ted talks on why jigsaw is actually right about stuff yeah i mean so it's we've been jig pilled yeah we i mean we've been rigged yeah, fully. Well, no, I mean, Rig ultimate. Un- spoiler, Rig ultimately fails. Right. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. Well, we so we are maybe better than Rigs because we we are not failing. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's 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 like it brings you in to see that, like where the first one, I think it didn't really make much sense because it was like, you know, Juan was like, "What would happen if you found out you were dying? What would that make you do?" And this movie keeps that component, but then also adds in the, oh, this guy killed my unborn son for the sake of whatever he stole and that like was the thing that pushed him to really go down this path yeah like an an act of ultimate selfishness an an act of like someone just behaving so thoughtlessly and jigsaw's like why can't everyone just be nice yeah and it's, it's so like his wife runs this clinic that's designed to help people and he's like you know what at the end of the day i can't help anyone I can only put them in a terrible position where they have to help themselves. Right. Jigsaw is just a libertarian. Yeah. Like Jigsaw's like, we can't help anybody. We have to put them in twisted games for them to become, you know, bootstraps independence. And, and you know, as a staunch supporter of libertarianism, I am myself a sovereign citizen. I am my, I'm not subject to the laws of the false criminal nation of the United States. I think Jigsaw's dead right. And I think if he mounted a presidential run or even if Tobin Bell just for shits and giggles did it. I'd be on the front line to that campaign. So even Tobin. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're not even talking the world of Jigsaw. Like if you are an inhabitant of this. Hello, which, America. I want to play a game. I would vote for that. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so just a quick note. This is the first fi- uh, film not written by Lee Wannell. Hmm. Interesting. This is written by Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton, a screenwriting team. They will go on to do uh, five, six Saw 3D. They are not involved in the eighth movie, Jigsaw. But uh, yeah, they've, they've settled into uh, a new writing team for the next portion of the franchise, the middle third. Well, that's the middle half, basically. That's four Getting out towards of, the end. Four yeah, out of yeah, nine. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's actually really exciting because this the is... The middle half. That's such a Charlesism along with the fucking Helsinki syndrome. What do you mean? This, there's a middle half. The middle half. Well, you have eight movies, so the middle half would be two through six. Or three through okay, seven. Okay, okay, okay. Fine, you're right. Let's just... Just I'm four out of eight. I just say you're right. I'm just going to say that you're right. Just imagine we'll a rectangle, it. okay? Okay. Like a box now, and a Is a rectangle chart. maybe part of a twisted game? No, or no, just no. Normal it's just rectangle? a regular... I'm just trying to get is you... Is it a to, rectangle full of barbed wire no, and broken glass? It's not glass? full of anything. It's just okay. like drawn on a piece of paper. Hopefully like graph hey, do you think, paper. Do you think we're going to see the... Uh, the rectangle the, that I'm having you imagine? No, the clear uh, casket full of broken glass I that we saw. I hope so. That's so. Imagine sure that rectangle. So. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not really a rectangle. It's casket shaped. Well, it's a 3D. It's a 3D rectangle. Sure. Anyway, just imagine half of it, but in the middle. Okay. Good stuff. So, Charles, uh, do you want to wade into the plot of Saw Four? You, you seem more enthusiastic about it than I do. This is a complicated movie. Yeah. Um, the ending. The ending. The ending is amazing, but the beginning is so wild. And what they do with this movie that's so cool is that one of the many twists in the movie is set up by the second scene in the first proper game post-autopsy. Yeah. Like, I completely forgot that the dude in the mausoleum with his mouth sewn shut was the was is later revealed to be the cop who is is also trapped in a game. A lawyer holding Eric Matthews. That's a lawyer. Yeah, he's so. That's Art. That's the lawyer friend of Jigsaw, who also ah. was the lawyer who got off the principal who beat his wife and children, students, and the rapist and the woman who gets her hair torn out. So he's the he's the lawyer for all these people. He's the first game we see, and he is the final death. Maybe one, not maybe the last one, but he's in the final moments of the movie. He comes back. Yeah. Yeah, this plot isn't too hard to follow, sort of, but it definitely is pieced together in a very Saw way where they keep hinting at things. And then, like, the I don't even remember what... Much ca- like a jigsaw puzzle. That's true. Mm. Do you remember what happened with the casing they find? And it was like, there's a fingerprint on this bullet. And then they're like, and every time they try to tell you who it is, they get interrupted and they have to go do more crazy saw shit. And I honestly don't even, I just watched it today and I still don't even remember what, like, what was the point of that casing? Well, I mean, again, at this point, based on the success of resolving other things, I'm assuming stuff like the casket and the bullet casing may appear in Saw 5. I don't know. It might have even been brought up in 4. I don't know. But I guess... That's before I go deep into the plot. I like I we were talking on chat about how like Saw exists in our world, but also in its own world at the same time. And it's like almost like a comic book. It feels very like Gotham City or just it's America, but it's not. And everything is so connected that it's hard to imagine. Or it's like sort of like John Wick, where it's like, yeah, we know that there's normal people living their normal lives. And somehow all we get to focus on is Sawverse, but it feels like fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this the, the, just the fact that Jigsaw is so successful is uh, uh, 
it's certainly something. Did you find him more sympathetic after getting the the John Kramer backstory? Because again, in three, we're like, okay, he got cancer and survived a car accident, and then he, of course, went on to test the fabric and limits of human nature. And in this movie, again, like we get so much more, where he had dreams of building this low income housing unit and helping with his his partner's clinic and being a father, and then all of that is thrown to the wayside in the wake of this calamitous mistake that that has his child killed and again a impressively violent and upsetting manner rarely do i watch a movie and go hmm i wonder why that happened i think that's the beauty of fiction where you can get thrown into a situation and i don't really care about why like i don't in the first movie i didn't care why jigsaw was jigsaw why he was such a you know crazy saw guy like it was just i, I bought it i believed it and i took it and I never thought that I would want to have a backstory. But then like the flashbacks from three where you see his ex-wife and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Why is that important? And Obi, who, by the way, while we talk about dangling chads from three that and, and four, they're not resolved at this point. Obi's presence in that flashback. And of course, Obi is the uh, guy who helped him gather the, the victims and saw two. I'm still expecting a return to Obi because we did not get any Obi in this movie. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't. Really, can you not not say dangling chad? just makes you think about America that Gore, where Gore was president and that was sort of like taken away from us. Hey, in the Solverse, Gore is president. Fuck yeah. But like, you know, literal, yeah, 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 like you know, Gore, Gore, not like Al Gore. It'd be funny if they just mentioned offhand that Al Gore was president. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Hey, you know what I was thinking? Yeah, what's that? Mad Mickelson would be an incredible jigsaw. If for whatever reason they wanted to like, you know, hand off the franchise uh, main antagonist to someone... I mean, man, can you imagine Mads doing this well, stuff? Well, I mean, I'm I've been I watched an episode of Hannibal today. I'm now on episode nine, um, and Mads Mikkelsen is the greatest Hannibal. He's awesome. Like I've I've seen him since he. I think his first movies was with uh, Reffin back in the Pusher days, and you know he did the the one eyed the one eyed Viking movie with Reffin. So he had a very crazy, violent start, and uh, he's just was in that Oscar-nominated movie about drinking in Denmark. So he's just like really taken off and found a career. He's he's very successful. Mads rules. He could do anything. I think he would be a good jigsaw. That's all I can think about today. Just just Mads and Mick, Mads Mads Mickle and, and and jigsaw. Can you imagine getting a drink with Tobin Bell and Mads Mickelson? Just two of the like two of the most intense face guys. I'd be scared. I'd be scary. What would you I'd drink? So what scared. would you order that you'd be like wouldn't feel embarrassed? Uh, whiskey neat. Just a whiskey neat. Which one? But though you have to yeah. you have to name it. Otherwise, they'll know you. A Petey a Petey Lafroy. No, you got to give a brand. You know they they all have their fa- Lafroy. Like, that's a brand. Uh, see, Lafroy is like you know it's fine, Ugh. but it's consumer level. Fuck you. You're such an asshole. I'd probably go um, with here's like a, fun, a... Here's a fun trivia. No one cares. No one cares. I would here's a fun piece probably. of trivia. They, they do a fart, a fart machine gag on the sets of Saw. And uh, we got to find that. If there's footage of that out there, I would pay $1,000. Wait, it's like is one of the like cut out Saw traps is just a fart machine or... It's how no, they no, the, the crew light. of the okay. Saw movies hide fart machi- machines around the set of Saw and uh, try to get the actors. And that sounds very wholesome. You know, in the midst of lots of rapists being dismembered and uh, psychologically destroyed, imprisoned Eric Matthews pleading for death, et cetera, well, he sadly walks forward in a big block of ice and <laughs> probably one of the more Boris and Natasha level images in the Solvers, but one that I really like stopped questioning at a certain point. I was like, yeah, Eric Matthews, he's on a big block of ice. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I never stopped questioning it. In fact, I was like, I wonder how cold that foot is. I wonder if he's well, the like, foot looks fucking terrible. That we, we see the foot. Look, I mean, you talk about how. So here's something fascinating from the trivia section. Um, and by the way, this movie, ten million dollars, filmed in thirty two days. So we, we've sort of plateaued with how much money people are willing to spend on making a saw movie. It's still relatively bare bones, which I love about it. Um, but Donnie Wahlberg almost wasn't available to be in this movie, and at the last minute, they rewrote it to include Eric Matthews, and it is honestly unthinkable if you take donnie out of this donnie who as you noted in our chat looks the worst anyone we made fun of donnie Wahlberg a lot in saw because again human sweat stain bag with old sandwich in it etc he looks like if the geico cannibal got hepatitis Can- cannibal sorry the guy <laughs> oh my god i would get geico again by the way terrible insurance i would get geico again uh, if they had a cannibal <laughs> as their icon. <laughs> that, but he looks like the, the Geico caveman if he had hepatitis and was in like a Burmese prison he for a while. He is incredible. We love him in, in the one, what was it? Was it? I'm even losing track. He was in two? He starts in two. We yeah. see him a little bit in three. And yeah. uh, again, he uh, head gets crushed like freaking watermelon between two blocks of ice and this one like a Gallagher guy. Yeah, so he, uh, in two we were like, wow, he's like really looks terrible but that's perfect for his character and here it i don't even he doesn't even look like an actor like was he even acting did they just like find him at home and like literally kidnap him he looks awful yeah it's uh i always find that stuff really disturbing like like uh you know people have been you know, like the reek sequence in game of thrones like that kind of stuff really gets to me like people being just psychologically destroyed through abuse and imprisonment like the, believe it or not i think that's unpleasant yeah. And uh, I think he manages to really evoke that like, oh, God, just let him fucking shoot himself for Christ's sakes. Like this guy is just like, man, Eric, Eric is not coming back from this one. <laughs> not only does he have smush, you don't think so? I don't know if he's going to like go back to a day job after after, after getting his head smashed. Well, no, certainly, uh, you know, if, if only Rig wasn't so obsessed with saving everybody, his head wouldn't be smashed. He just probably lose both feet for various medical reasons and uh you know be even more depressing than he was before all this started yeah but he's awesome he like my one of my favorite i have a lot of favorite lines this movie has some great lines in it and one of them is just him like leaning forward saying i don't want to play the game anymore and he's just like trying to kill himself rather than finish out the game and the lawyer has to make sure he stays alive and like th- at this point we sort of see how like convoluted saw is because there's always games within games. Like here it's testing rig, but also we're now testing fucking poor like slop sandwiches where he's just like been kept captive for six months. He's now standing on a block of ice waiting to die. And he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to hang myself. And he's not allowed to. So like, again, he's just like this games never stop. Yeah. Now, do you think that would have killed Mark Hoffman? Because obviously, again, another huge reveal. We find out that Mark Hoffman is another Saw acolyte. No, we learned that. Uh, replacing he, Amanda. He wouldn't have died. Um, the whole thing is like if Eric gets off the block of ice, the water goes to the electrical things that will electrocute Mark Hoffman, who's tied to the chair, pulling a classic Amanda slash Saw hiding in plain sight thing. No, we saw, we saw that at the end of this movie, he does, when, when the head book goes boom, the scales tip and it shows the wire in the water but then he doesn't die because he set it up that he was not gonna die 
See, this is exactly what you get from watching Saw 4 twice in several days. You can really get into the granular detail of yeah. all this. Hey, we finally get the background finally on the pig mask because, of course, God forbid there not be an explanation for that too. But this is sort of charming. Uh, 2007, when this was released, was the year of the pig. And we see Jigsaw getting the pig mask at a year of the pig Chinese New Year. So I love that. They found a way to needlessly explain the origin of the pig mask and then also tie it to real world things around the release, the now like annual release of Saw event in American culture. Because yes, once again, this is an October release coming the year after the last one. They're just really leaning into every inch of territory that they're given. And the yeah. fact that a 90 minute movie manages to do to so forward the world. And I, I want to get back to what you said earlier. I know some dipshits out there. I'm thinking of my friend Joe, who was like, oh, those are all just torture excuses for torture porn. And I was like, one, you haven't watched the movies. Two, it, the plot, the, the the torture, while grim, upsetting, and violent, um, basically becomes secondary to an incredibly elaborate mystery. And I, I had no idea early on that the plot, genuinely the plot, would be the what made me so compelled by these movies. Because if it was like, oh, you know, what are they going to do this time? Oh, there's a bomb in your butthole, and you've got to eat the poop sandwich to, so you'll appreciate eating again. Would I don't you know. do it? Whatever. Would you, wait, would you? Would I eat shit to get a bomb out of my butt? What, so I guess so. It's a long fuse, and you just by eating the shit sandwich, then you poop out the bomb. Huh. Interesting. Is that? I mean, it was your game. I, I'm just trying to figure well, it out. I was just sort of sketching on the fly there. Uh, so forgive me. I don't have a fully fledged. Well, it jigsaw. caught my fancy. Okay. Well noted. Um, I, I'll go back to the to my. Uh, massive warehouse somewhere and drawing diagrams. We didn't talk about how in three we actually get to see the room full of the prototype game stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And in this one they're like John Kramer is the world's greatest engineer and we see all the books on Saw and the magazines about Saw. Oh my god I loved this. I loved Saw 4. I really loved this movie. I think they keep getting better and better. I know that I think for you three is near the bottom and I sort of agree with you but i don't know that there is any like the i'm so into like the soap opera connection between amanda and john and amanda and lynn and them and and like everyone is connected to each other and in groups and even though they talk for the last 20 minutes of the movie it is so delightful to me that i like it but this one does a very similar thing and has almost no dialogue explaining it the like i watched this again and i was surprised by how visual the storytelling is once it gets to that climax where in saw we're so used to montages and dialogue and like dialogue and overdubbing and just like having to talk us through it where here it's like you just watch and you know like oh fuck he's gonna go through that door and it's gonna kill donnie and like you just you don't have to have jigsaw explain that part of it to you yeah, and, and I think that's what's so cool is that again, another structure that makes that possible is that from the very beginning, Jigsaw's like, look, Rig, all you have to do is not do anything and everything will be fine. That's all you have to do. I love it. That's his that's his message to police. Like that's the same exact message that Donnie got in two is if you just stop being a cop, you'll actually save somebody rather than being your violent cop tendencies and let that go through and just run around town murdering people accidentally yeah so there's that continuity where by the time we get to that you're like yeah we get that rig doing something is the exact wrong thing to do and i don't know i 
It's very well made. So this movie does open on a pee-pee. And we mentioned it earlier. You see Jigsaw's penis, and I l- doesn't. I mean, we see it. You're, you're making it sound like we cut start like a tight it's, cut no, of full it's, frontal it's tube like, and nudity. It's like Fight Club, where you come out of the urethra. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It starts literally in a, a a human reproductive organ with uh, the Dust Brothers playing. So I believe the Chemical Brothers. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're brothers. I just typed Chemical Brothers. Well, that's actually probably what they're called. I th- I was wrong. They're not the Dust Brothers. They're the Chemical Borders. Oh, it is the Dust Brothers. My bad. And the song is Chemical Burn. That's why I was confused. Oh, Excuse I me. I was right. It was the Dust Sorry. Brothers. Wait, can you say that again? It was the Dust Brothers. Yeah, thank you. The Dust but Brothers. I think... I'm a fucking... I fucked that up real good. I'm supposed to be Mr. Music Man, and look at me now. Yeah, and I have nothing to do with it. But I'm Mr. Dust, so maybe that's mm, why. You do love dust. I do love dust. I... Don't Amy's always on my back. Like, can you dust the speakers? Can mm. you dust the tables? And I'm like, no, mm. I'm Mr. Dust, baby. I miss this. Is confusing because the Chemical dust. Brothers have an album called Exit Planet Dust. There's a weird Brothers Dust thing going on that links the Chemical Brothers to the Dust Brothers. And are, are they both British? British. And you know, my brother and I, we go by chemical dust brothers so they're not both they're not both british good i hate them they're from los angeles california anyway i was saying about the penis i really liked that it's rare to see a penis in a movie and i don't know maybe i'm a weirdo but i was very much on board that we get to see the main villain's penis and it really was, a, it was like the perfect way to start this off and, and get me in. What did it, what did you think about it? I think that there's something cool, not just that Tobin Bell was willing to hang dong in Saw 4. I think it's like, look, I've made it four movies deep. I got to give the audience what they want. Yeah, exactly. The little jigsaw. And I, I think there's something about this idea that we're seeing the most human possible angle of jigsaw. He is dead. He is naked. He is this guy who's terrified us with his twisted games and his you know, longstanding mission to test the limits of human nature through twisted gameplay. Uh, n- now he's, uh, he's dead. He's sawn open. We see his freaking guts and, and the gooshy bits inside all of us. His brain is removed. Like They're really trying to be like, wow, where do we go from here? Jigsaw's really gone. And the fact that they transcend that and, and go to such great lengths to show that Jigsaw's never really gone. Jigsaw's more of an idea. Mm. It's kind of like the end of uh, uh, that John Steinbeck thing uh, where Tom Jode, he's like, wherever there's injustice, there'll be Jigsaw. Whenever a cop is being really annoying and needs to learn a lesson, I'll be there. You know that speech? Is that the Grapes of Wrath? That's the one. Do you think that's the Book of Saw? We'll find out in the ninth one that it's the Grapes of Wrath is what uh, what John's been reading out to make these dastardly plots. I do hope that they try to weave in more things in our world saying that they emerged from the saw. Just little that things. Would delight me. I think that's yeah, why the exactly. magazine thing was so good because up until that point, there's been nothing. No, nothing. Everything's been in the Sawverse and seeing that like people out there that aren't stupid cops or prostitutes or rapists or drug dealers know about Saw. Well, like, hold on, oh, hold wait, on. There's like- For the record, I don't think that Brenda is being demonized for being a prostitute. I think that we see her being a pimp. I think that's... Wait, who's Brenda? In the photos, she's the sex worker lady in the scalping machine. 
No. So I was I was referring to I believe we see her pimping people out. I think that's the issue Saw has there mostly. I, I mean, my I was I, this was a little little breadcrumb dropped in this one that the woman who is the prostitute in Saw Two comes up to his car while he's waiting for his wife's to get hit with the door, and he's like, "Hey, Jigsaw, I kind of suck your cock," and he's like, "Pretty lady, go home." But what I guess he meant was, "Pretty lady, you will soon be in my home, the Saw home." Right, that Maybe was the same right. woman, right? Know. I'm not, I'm not smart. The woman that, like, like the one that your brother was like, I can't believe that when someone puts their hand in a jigsaw trap, they just put their other hand in a jigsaw trap. Oh, uh, Addison or whatever, I think whatever her name was. She leans up on his car and like offers to suck his cock. Yes. Oh my God, that is her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Crazy. No, no, I was talking. In this case, there's multiple yes. sex workers going around here. Yes, you're right. That is uh, Addison from Saw Two, which is fucking insane. I did not realize that. Uh, but no, I meant Brenda in the, in right, the right, scalping right. trap. I yeah. think she's pimping out uh, younger girls yeah. or something. He seems to just be, as you said, like a libertarian, but not in a like, but not also because he seems very conservative at the same time, where he's just like judging drug dealers and drug not even drug dealers just like addicts and prostitutes he, he does center responsibility on the individual as opposed to society putting him very much in line i guess with, that's uh, libertarian yeah well i mean but also with like a you know a, a margaret thatchery kind of worldview um yeah you know. who do you think jigsaw is voting for you think he's a trump or a jojo uh i think uh he would have written in gary johnson so he's going he's not jojo anymore Jojo is the most recent I libertarian. I right? find it very hard to imagine that Jigsaw would vote for Trump or Sleepy Joe. No, sorry, because not the, Joe. The orange, the orange jester. What was her name? Uh, Who's the libertarian? Oh, oh, that. Oh, you're right. The most recent. Joe one. Jorgensen. I don't know. Joe I'm very happy that I don't. I don't remember the yeah, most Joe recent Jorgensen. libertarian. Yeah, sure. Whatever. She looks. Um, holy shit! If you bring up a picture of her and draw spirals on her cheeks, she looks like the the Jigsaw doll. And once again, yeah, I don't, wow, that's <laughs> terrifying. We do, <laughs> that's really distracting. We do see, yeah, her cheeks are just like the Jigsaw doll. That's wild. That's so weird. If she dressed up like the Jigsaw doll, she could pull it off. I'd vote for it. Okay, so let, let me ask you this. We do also additionally find out about the origins <laughs> of the doll. And that was the one where I wasn't complaining, but it just seems like he bought a weird doll. Like He was made there, it himself or he made a terrifying doll he's like check it out my girlfriend jill tuck which by the way uh talk about great fake names and, and i would say up there was sam wheat sam wheat uh, jill tuck jill tuck is a really great name but no i think that's jill awesome tuck? i love that even when he's not like gone off the deep end crazy he still is making really creepy shit for his unborn son but then after everything and his and his there's the miscarriage he just makes like keeps making these bigger and bigger creepy saw dolls and i i, the, I again like none of this shit was necessary and i was certainly not asking why this doll exists but getting it explained to me in like this weird way it only furthers to build the world and that's all i'm after that's what i want yeah and again it's like as silly and and cartoonish as this is, I'm really not complaining at any point. Like, given the premise of the series, none of this is like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've, I'm just genuinely enjoying all of this world building. Yeah. And you think about, like, you go back to, like, the Terminator verse or whatever. Oh, and exactly. It's just like this, like, twisted nightmare where nothing makes sense. Everything is constantly bumping elbows and rubbing up on each other in ways that are just confusing and raise more questions constantly. And again, a movie this absurd 
basically has a continuity to it that anyone m- – most of these other series would absolutely kill for or, you know, or perform a twisted yeah, game yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, so I'm going to stop talking about his penis, but I did want to say one more thing, which is I think when you think of, like, low-budget horror, you also think of, like, topless women. That was, like, it's been a thing since horror's been around, and it's, like, ways people get off, which is why this whole idea that torture – the phrase is weird to me because torture porn is designed to be gross and i guess i i guess what it's saying is like all it's doing is showing you torture in the same way that it's just like there's nothing going on but i like that this movie opens with an unsexualized dick much in the way the last one you had like a naked woman but it was like she's getting fucking frozen to death and this movie ice pop she's getting ice pop yeah but don't tell that to the imdb people because that that's their uh yeah, they're definitely. Uh, Do you think when uh, it, uh, when Jigsaw jacks off, he like talks to his little Jigsaw? And it's like I don't think Jigsaw. Do you want to play a game? And then he puts his dick through an elaborate game. I like the idea of him talking to his penis, but I, I don't think it's very hard to imagine. You can only come. You think you think Tobin Bell gets a lot of Jigsaw groupies? That would be awful. Because oh, he got divorced a couple of years ago. That's sad. Oh, oh God! Oh, okay. Do you think that's the start of him becoming? <sighs> that's how it all started. Do you think his divorce from Elizabeth Bell has driven <sighs> him to play Twisted Games? Probably, but, you know, probably just like Fortnite. Yeah, probably just playing Fortnite. I, we're, I, I think I've successfully made it impossible for you to actually do the plot thing you want no, to I'm do. No, I'm going to. That's I wanna, what I'm doing right now. No, 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 no. Can I please talk about the critical reception? Yeah. Okay. I think this is more interesting it's than... It's a little long. I want to talk about the plot. Charles, there's so much plot I, to cover. I'm going to whip through it's gonna it. Take it's going to take you half like an hour. It's going to be like that micro machine Go ahead. Try no, it No, no, out. no. Do the, do try the critical reception. Okay, so typically... As we found, uh, just know that are, I'll be coming in soon with the plot summary. Right, and I'll be going to the bathroom. Yeah. And listeners, feel free to as well. Just let it run. Maybe your cat needs some company while you go to the store. Um, okay, so you're bringing the cat to the store? No, you ding dong. You're leaving the cat at home, and then you're like, uh, you know, long drawn out and and poorly structured plot synopsis. Oh, oh, I well, see. Oh, so this is for the cat, right? Well, event when we get there. Okay. So, okay, critical reception to this was negative because people are bad at their jobs. It got about twenty percent Rotten Tomatoes from eighty-one reviews, um, which is uh, misguided and silly. Let's talk about. Uh, a few of the terrible takes on this movie. Yeah, um, I was looking this up for the third one, too. Well, this captures the spirit of it. James Berardinelli, if I'm getting his presumably Italian name correct, uh, he, he produces the blog Real Thoughts. <laughs> more like Stupid Thoughts. Uh, he wrote that Saw 4 functions as a drawn-out, tedious epilogue to a series that began with an energetic bang three years ago with Saw, then progressively lost momentum, coherence, and intelligence with each successive annual installment. Now, see, this is exactly how you can tell a bad faith critic and a bad faith review where objectively, obviously, this is complicated, weirdly intelligent, better made and slicker. And I'm not saying better made than Saw 1. And uh, Saw 1 is a masterpiece given its constraints and given X, Y, and Z. Saw 4 is like unbelievably successful despite being trapped in uh, genre jail and, and being, you know, a low budget incredibly complicated uh, franchise piece and losing momentum. How can you watch Saw 4 and say this is losing momentum? I don't know. This more than any of the other movies whips through stuff in a way that is both, I think, sniper-like accurate, even though it would seem to be impossible given how complex it is. I, I, just, that, I think people like James, 
you know, stroll right in here just trying to shit on something. I like that you call these bad faith reviewers because that's what they like. We've come up against this so many times where they just reviewers are just either trained to feel a certain way about sequels or didn't even bother watching the movie and just like needed to write a review and just barely paid attention. But they don't even they don't even they're not even accurate. Like that is not an accurate thing to say to say that this is a dumber version of the first one. Honestly, the first one I found it's, it's my least favorite so far. I think it's an awesome movie, but like it doesn't hold up against its own weight for me in some ways. Whereas this is like sleek. It's 90 minutes. It's 15 minutes shorter than the first one. And it manages to fit in more in ways that I can visually understand without anyone having to really do much explaining to me. It's, it's it, like I re, I had fun watching it the second time because I still like learn shit. I, I found new stuff to focus my attention on. Let, let's here here's the most dated, the most 2007 review I found. Peter Hartlob from the San Francisco Chronicle called it the Syriana of slasher films, which is super funny because I don't think anyone remembers Syriana That's in the 2021. Clooney? That's the Clooney. It's the they're like Clooney but fat. <laughs> That's awesome. I love a a insert hot actor but fat movie but fat i mean i mean god i mean uh, certainly uh russell crowe is i think won the no one's gonna do that better than russell crowe at this point i think he's hotter while fat russell crowe is can, is capable of growing to immense sizes and i think is sort of settled into that level of, of crowness i feel like lawrence fishburn and russell crowe are just the bigger they get, the more I want to see them. But I, I say Fishburne wears his weight well because he's tall and broad-shouldered, where Russell Crowe somehow like melts while growing. Yeah, like he does. He he he's a powerful man, but like Lawrence Fishburne has like even when dressed like as a the king of the bums and. In John Wick manages to be regal and charismatic, and I would say uh, Russell Crowe excels at being oily. And, yeah, uh, Russell Crowe is definitely more on the Donnie side of the spectrum, right? Just a giant Donnie. Actually, Donnie got a little big for this movie too. I mean, again, Donnie just looks like things have gone horribly wrong for him on and offset. Okay, just just to finish this out, Hartlob continues. Uh, Saw four is so complicated and circuitous that your only hope of understanding everything is to eat lots of fish the night before and then oh watch each God. of the previous films in order right before you enter the theater. Now, two things: one, the eating fish for brain food thing. I don't even understand where that cultural archetype emerged from because that's like shit your parents told you in the '90s. That's where it came from. If you're me, yeah, right. Well, I mean, they all, I mean, as a as a vegan, you eat no fish and are thus the smart. That's why you are the way you are. Yeah, but I'm also Stupid. very smart, very smart. Yeah, but then also like the, the criticism of a cult film being, oh, you'd have to watch the f- preceding three saw installments yeah, to enjoy. That's, that's what people are point. doing. It's an annual fucking event. Dumbass. You know? But also, like, yeah, right. but how is that a negative to have it be... Right. Also, when people review a movie and are like, I just couldn't figure it out. It's like, all right, maybe that's your problem. Right. You know, because it's just a fucking movie. And, like, people said it about The Matrix. People said it about Memento. It's like, they're not, like, just watch the movie. Yeah. We do it. We watch the movies all the time. Just watch the movie. Also, I, I think it's like, it's this attitude and, and you know... M- I'll be generous and suggest that maybe this is limited to 2007 or something, but you know, it, it's like a total unwillingness from the Intelligista to give credit to a cult film that is 100% embracing and leaning into exactly what it is. And the fact that this makes a cult film more complicated, more detailed, more plotty, they want to call these movies repetitive and boring. 
and and add momentum or whatever. And yet the opposite is happening. And so like their their method is just completely slam the door shut, much like a saw. Can you give us an a example jigsaw or an Amanda of what movie this person liked? Like what was his five four or five star review, whichever system he's using? Well, t- I'll look that up. And so Frank Sheck from the Hollywood Reporter also said that it, it seems to have depleted of imagination, which is like a little about? crazy to me because it's like, again, the climax of this is Donnie Wahlberg's head being smashed <laughs> by a pair of fucking like you've seen that before. That's the thing you've seen. I'm not looking up this fucking random guy from San Francisco. Well, I, was, I was just curious, like what if you're going to say this about Saw 4, like what is it that you like? Like what what is your example of something that is interesting to this person? Well, he has a podcast, so maybe we can uh, get a beef going. Oh, that'd be fun. Wait, is it still running? Finally. I, I don't know. I'm all getting into that. Wow. But anyway, thanks. so Frank Sheck, despite saying something stupid about the movie, does uh, begrudgingly nod that, quote, it hasn't yet jumped the shark like such predecessors as the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th movies eventually did. So you have this another mainstream critic writing for the Hollywood Reporter in that case who's like, oh, this is boring and played out. But also this obviously is better than many other franchise horror cult series. So it's like, go fuck yourself. Like, just stand behind something for once in your goddamn life, Frank Sheck. Yeah. Hello, Frank. I want to play a game. You spend your life calling my movies stupid. Well, no, now he calls have him to... smart. He's basically admitting that he's stupid. Yeah. I don't know. Again, long story short, most of the critics were just straight up uh, bad faith about it. But the great Linda Cook from the Quad City Times, and again, Iowa's twisted, home of Slipknot. I've been to Iowa. I went to the famous... It's a Chinese food pizza restaurant in Des Moines where you get like Crab Rangoon pizza or General Tso's pizza. It's so sick. It's the most Midwestern thing ever. The crust is terrible. The cheese is dog shit. The Chinese food is dog shit. Okay. But altogether, it creates a cultural entity that is really delightful. Um, anyways, she said uh, – this movie kicks ass. The twists and turns are deadly. The lessons, quote, are taught once again. And we have the perfect setup for Saw 4. Linda, you Bye. have a rare – a rare doff of the cap from these wow. podcast guys because you got it. You're cool, Linda. You're cool. All right. So here's the the quick rundown of what happened in Saw 4. Uh, okay. Wow. We were off to a – this is a good start. Well, no, to, I'm, I'm uh, just trying to put it all together. Jesus Christ, Charles. And then I was like, maybe this isn't going to be interesting. I Yeah, it's not going to be. Just, well, I just go want to the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Go get a what? A beef stick? Go read the... Yeah, go get a beef stick. Go, if you're listening, go get a beef stick. Come on. Imagine barbecuing with John Kramer. He's probably an amazing uh, grill master. Jigsaw, yeah. I mean... I bet he just is incredible at the grill. I think he's... I mean, of course he is. He's got the patience for it. He's got the planning ahead. That's where I fall apart with a grill is that I don't know how they work really, so I don't really know how to get them set up. And then once I'm there, I don't really know what I'm doing. Just give me an oven... Give me some oil. Give me an oiled fry pan. But once you get me out on See, my this grill, is the thing about you, Charles. You, you really, you're, you've like, you've taken your, you've gotten kinder and warmer over the years. But you do have this extremity to you, and mm. I think subsistence based living is part of your thing. You know, so that the mere fact that you're like, just give me an oven instead of a grill. There's finesse to a grill. Okay, there's subtlety. There's technique. Yeah, so okay? exactly. And and to you, it's like, that's unnecessary. I'm going to plop a few sweet potatoes in the oven and eat them in an hour. Well, more like 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah, you just cut them in. You're into, not roasting. A, cut them into small, ch- like small chunks. Oh, God. 
No, it's delicious. This life you lead. Well, ginger. You call it life. You're basically like Detective Eric Matthews. Soy sauce, sesame oil, like I, I pepper, know. a little mustard. 20 minutes in the... What, what, you cut uh, him into like, you know, if you like, if Jigsaw cut a tiny piece of skin off of you, like that size, you got like 20 of those, you throw them in the oven. That way they're already bite size. They don't have to cut them up later. Did you like uh, when uh, when the first guy in the game... He's like, I got out of the knife game. Now I'm going to tackle Jigsaw. And Jigsaw's like, whoop, razor wire cage. Yeah, that was a great, that was the, that was, or let's just do, how about we do MVDs and maybe through me just going through all the deaths that will give us a mild plot summary. We literally cannot go through, there are a lot of deaths in this movie. So why don't you just pick? That's what they listen. They listen to hear them all. No, they listen for, they really don't. That's never been a part of the show. They listen to hear us bicker and also celebrate the song. Listeners ignore Charles. Don't let him gaslight you or abuse you. You can also send us a Facebook message. You can and check out the Patreon. Okay, what's your most valuable death? And do not go through all of the deaths. Okay, and this is a tough one. There's a lot of well, we've already talked about it a lot. The best death. Let's talk about it more. Okay, so yeah, so basically, there's no question what the best death. Yeah, there's no question. I'm just going to rig is our hero person. He's he's the cop from the first. He's friends with the cop from. The second one, who is who is killed by the the rib angel machine, which was that was Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. Thank you. Amanda was on a fucking binge of not actually letting people solve their own problems, but just murdering them. And she was a victim. Um, he is constantly trying to help everyone to the sacrifice of his marriage or love affair with his girlfriend. I'm not, it wasn't really clear if they were married or not, but anyway, they, they were married. I they okay. were married. My bad. But yeah, yeah so she um. There's a scene that's pretty nice where uh, she, she's just like, you know, I'm, I need to go, but I was hoping you'd come with me, and you certainly can still come with me. I'm not trying Oh, wait. To... Okay. Sorry. You confused me. No. Uh, yes. Rig has a wife, Tracy, yes, who's Tracy. going to her mother's house, and, and Tracy's like, look, work obviously sucks right now. Many of your colleagues are being tortured and murdered and, and torn apart. Boss and is or... giving you vacation. And you're maybe working for Jigsaw. Just come with me for the weekend, and we'll get out of town. Yeah. And he's okay? like, and no, Rig's I like, can't. can't. <laughs> I gotta stay. And that sets off, like, if he had just gone on vacation, none, I mean, I guess all of this still would have happened, but he just wouldn't have been a part. Can you imagine that? The, like, principal and his wife just waiting for Rig to show up, and he just, like, doesn't come because he went to help his girlfriend's mother? I, where in the timeline was that, though? I thought that was long before the events of the movie. No, no, that happened. So, he chooses to stay. He goes to sleep, and then he is... Put in a oh, oh, sorry. Oh, in the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought you meant when initially he no, meets no, but like this, the abusive guy, the spike in trap, the past. which rules. Where yes, Jigsaw's like, you've been letting your dumb husband be abusive to everyone around you, and that sucks for you, you piece of shit. So I'm gonna stab you in okay places, and the same stabby thing is gonna be connected to your husband's major arteries. So by freeing yourself you must destroy your husband. And she's like one of the only people to survive a trap in this movie. Well, sort of. Basically, yeah. He's, he's like, Jigs is like, you can stay there and bleed to death or freaking turn your shitty husband into a juice pack. And, and well, you'll be pretty fucked up. You'll get out of it alive. And so, you know, she's like, Rig, help me. Come on, dog. And Rig's like, eventually is like i'm gonna go ahead and say you gotta help yourself bitch and then leaves yeah i see what i see i feel what you feel right you're on your own because at this point rig in his weird relationship with jigsaw where it seems like at times he is uh 
absorbing, and, and of course the FBI agent Eric Storm and, and Eric and, and, uh, and Agent Perez who are monitoring this, uh, Strom, forgive me, not Storm. Um, they're like worried. Oh, is is Rig falling into the the, the twisted gris, graps, grasp there you words go. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, Jigsaw? Yeah. Uh, and 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 that's sort of the first time you're like, huh? Rig does Rig does seem a bit like he's getting twisted up in the twisted he is game. Getting twisted. So he yeah. before that he like Jigsaw's like here's a rapist. He's not really gone to jail or anything, but here's your chance to fuck him up and make him do shit or. You know, you could just leave and find your wife, which seems to maybe be in danger. Um, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to put him in the bed. And he straps him down in the bed. And that trap was strange because it seemed like he wasn't really given enough time to do it where he gets to stab. Like, it seemed like everything that we wanted to happen. He could have. He could have done it. So he either gets. If I were him, I would have I would have gouged both my eyes out with the little things at the same time. If I were him, I would have just been like, ah, 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 and then got ripped apart. Yeah, probably. That was really cool. The shots of the very yeah. Sam Raimi kind of <laughs> camera work there. Um, yeah, the the trivia points out this is the first Saw movie where the main person in the main game at any point could just stop and leave. And Riggs' obsessive need mm. to save the day, which is the whole point. What about of, two? What do you mean? Two, technically, he could have just, you know, arrested. But I, I think they're saying, when they say the game, they mean it very literally. Like, we find out that Eric Matthews is in a psychological game. Mm-hmm. I think they're saying, like, Rig okay. is going through these traps and going through this, like, sequence, much like Jeff in three or the people in the house in two or, of course, those lovable lads in one, Adam and freaking Dr. The Gordon. Beatles? Oh, sorry, sorry. And the Beatles. Yes, yeah, Saw 5 Jigsaw brutally murders the Beatles. The lovable Liverpool lads. Oh, no. Ugh, that's terrible. Um, yeah. The, the, so he's just like is confronted with a series of people that he could leave. And Jigsaw's like, these are maybe bad people, but maybe they're not. And it's not like maybe this isn't even have anything to do with you. And I love that idea that this is finally at the point where we are coming to someone that down deep it's not even familiar. Like in the second one, we sort of understand why Donnie is maybe a little bit pushed to the edge because his son is on the line. Where here's just like nothing is even on the line for Rig, and he's just sort of he could just leave. He could just walk away, and he chooses not to. To draw this conversation about police and police culture into this, talking about de-escalation, like that—that's the whole conversation we're trapped in right now, where cops are. Basically, you know, and again, we speak in the aftermath of the Chauvin uh, verdict, which is one of the uh, an incredibly rare moment where uh, a cop has abused authority and legal protections to outright execute someone in public. Uh, And only because it was so unbelievably apparent how awful the murder of George Floyd was that that resulted in that. But like, yeah, de-escalating situations is something that cops are basically, for the most part, atrocious at in America. They're trained and not to. That, They're that, trained to be escalators. Well, that's a complicated conversation because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of claims made about de-escalation training, but obviously it doesn't ever seem to result in de-escalation. But like, yeah, I mean, it does seem like this whole thing where it's like all this cop has to do is walk away and de-escalate whatever is happening inside of him and no, and then things aren't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And his complete inability to do that and like that culture of like, no, I am the one who will decide this. It is me. I, you know, I think it actually is, you know, it really gets into that yeah. psychology. This is even better than and then, two of course, for that. Jigsaw mirrors that in his behavior where Jigsaw is like, I'm the one who's going to create 
justice in the world. I don't think we have time to really talk about it, but um, I really liked the scenes with his ex-wife. I loved that there was like some downtime. And I think that was the stuff that initially sort of threw me off was like spending so much time in an interrogation room with a character. I didn't really understand why she was in it for so much of it. But on the second watch, like those moments, uh, first of all, it was one of my favorite lines was when she's like, do you know anything about the Chinese Zodiac? And he just goes, God, no. <laughs> and it's like an crazy reaction to such a strangely set up question. But do you know anything about the Chinese Zodiac? Oh, Jill, no, no. Seriously, though, the, those scenes with him interrogating her and like the connection there and it's really good. And it's really like a nice pause between the brutality. I, I just want to point out briefly um I've talked about in the past how this series is effortlessly culturally and racially diverse. I just watched uh, Aaron Sorkin's The Trial of the Chicago 7, where the only woman who isn't like a secretary or a mute wife is an undercover cop who is like made out to be like actually one of the good cops or like a cop who's just trying to protect people or like, you know, because Aaron Sorkin is ultimately a uh, self-obsessed narcissistic bootlicker who has this twisted vision of America that is deeply imperialistic, nationalistic and delusional. But anyways, the fact that like, you know, the Saw movies managed to make compelling female characters with their own experiences and intentions and place in the movie, like it seems effortless, you know, it's just like this movie excels on so many weird cultural levels while being torture porn adjacent cult movie franchise insanity i don't know i'm very impressed yeah, no, it by does it. like a lot of women in the series have been sort of victims but also they're they're not all like perez was weird she definitely was like the underling who was more prone to fucking up but but she's also right a lot of yeah, the time and strom, strom again of course uh let me put it like this perez is not the one who ends up trapped in a surgery room filled with corpses at the end killing so. an innocent man yeah so uh um but this does all lead us to we've already we talked a lot about everything and the the mvd is obviously donnie getting his head smashed there's like, yeah yeah because and again all much like in two had the timer clicked all the way down, they just would have been able to free themselves and it would have been fine. But Rig cannot be stopped and with one second to go, fucks everything up. And then, I, I, you know, it just – it seems like we can't ever do justice with words to how fantastic it is when, you know, we see – they're trying to figure out what the fuck the device they're in is. Yeah. And we just see these like blocks of ice up in the ceiling and it's like, what the fuck is that doing there? And then for that to pay off. With them turning Donnie Wahlberg's caveman head into a fucking strawberry margarita was so fucking beautiful. Oh, God. It's perfect. I really loved it. It's centered. I really, really loved it. It's so well composed. It's just, it's it's amazing. It's just, it's, it's why we come to go see Saw movies. It's, uh, you're so like not on the side of any of these characters, just seeing the brutal end to this pathetic cop that you sort of have... Like, that's the thing, is I'm not sympathetic towards him at all, even after watching him sort of get dicked around for three movies and have him see his foot get fucked up and eating shitty well, that, sandwiches. That's what I'm yeah, like, it's like, I don't the, care. There's like a beloved... It's like, you know... I think there's a relationship in horror franchises that are pretty distinct, where it's like... Doctor uh, Detective Eric Matthews sucks. He's a horrible asshole. We feel no pity for him. He's an, a, a terrible father, a corrupt, abusive cop who does shitty things, an awful husband, X, Y, and Z. 
but like there's like a beloved quality like oh dr uh, detective eric matthews is back how about that <laughs> uh, and like yeah. to give him that kind of finale is kind of loving and beautiful to be like we're gonna like often people in these movies we're not entirely sure if they're dead or not but once in a while we're gonna make it extremely clear this person is dead and you know part of that is you know uh jigsaw's corpse getting the unbelievably uh thorough autopsy sequence but having Donnie Wahlberg's head explode with a scanners like level of of magic and and movie sheer excess to it it's it's like a beautiful send off yeah. to a, a, a beloved schlubby shitty guy it's uh, yeah it's it's in the same way that you stand and cheer when jigsaw stands up this is one of those moments now right now i know it's coming and i just it, i i will await the majesty yeah, of watching Johnny Wahlberg's head pop like a zit. Um, okay, so we we both agree that is the most valuable death, arguably uh, in, in the top three deaths of the entire series so far, if yeah. not number one. I think the one with the lawyer and the guy with his eyes shut, to me, is an interesting one. In the beginning? The very first one. I thought one. that was a very, very brutal and compelling sequence. I in, liked that. In the, fir- in, in the last episode, I talked about like how this this is sort of getting closer and closer to the idea of like all this, all Jigsaw is doing is, you know, he doesn't even need to be alive anymore. And we see that is like, he's pushing people to extremes, but he's also making certain things not known so that you're working without, you don't have full knowledge. And it means that people aren't communicating with each other very well. So I like this idea of one person can't see and one person can't talk. And what happens is just violence because that's what happens when a lot of people are, pushed into a place where they don't know what's going on they're gonna act selfishly defensively and violently yeah uh let's get into most valuable player i'm gonna go ahead and give mine to uh the great lyric bent as rig i think rig was a compelling uh attractive Uh, and interesting lead looked absolutely shredded without his shirt on i was a fan it was good to look at yeah um i think he really was interesting emotional compelling and uh, I really enjoyed him as the lead, and it almost felt like a franchise reviving choice to have him take over as the the main target of the overarching game. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Rick. Is he dead? It certainly seems like he's dead. Because I mean, also he gets a you lose speech. Yeah, he gets I a game like over. Is... That's we've learned. Like in the first one, when he gets the game over, I was like, wait, is Adam dead? I wasn't quite sure. And then you learn he is. And I think game over is very, you know game over that's what it means and, and then eric eric matthews gets a game over but then does go on indeed to to be dead yeah so eventually oh so, maybe yeah and then of course i guess jeff doesn't really get a game over in three he gets it in this hold one. on rig doesn't exactly get it so hoffman leaves rig to die and then he says seals game over. strom in but yeah, but he says game over to Strom, the FBI no, no. agent. Oh, I thought he said it's a rig when he's leaving that. Oh, room. okay, fine, anyway, whatever. Long yeah. story short, I think rig is dead. Saw strangely continues to do this thing where they like just leave the main character shot or whatever in a dark room, and I guess that's we're like, wait, is what? And I think that's a really good ambiguous ending where we're pretty much sure he's not gonna make it, but leaving someone in the like darkened aftermath of a saw trap is maybe worse than being killed by a saw trap. Yes. Strom. So first off, like the, the whole thing is that by the end of the movie, it all lines up where we realize that these things are happening concurrently. Brilliant. 
it's so well done. We see Jeff again. Jeff thinks that he's going to be able to free his daughter, but you know, uh, it's just a whole waking nightmare. Well, that's actually one thing I wanted to ask you: Is that when when Hoffman mentions his daughter? Is that Jeff's daughter? I don't know about that. I don't know. Do you remember that Perez was like, "Oh, I didn't know you were married." Yes. yes. Oh my god! Fuck. And he's like, "Oh, yes. you know, to oh make a god. short story long, or it's like the story no, no, short." It's a short story. Yeah, don't that's worry in, about that's it. That's incredible. Okay, I just figured that out too. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Anyways, yeah, so Strom, the FBI agent, ends up going into the sick room where Jeff is. Uh, Jeff uh, uh, points his gun at him because he's like, where's my daughter? And uh, Strom uh, shoots Jeff. And then Hoffman locks Strom in the room. And we get a great shot of Lynn's truly horrific <gasps> head blown off carcass. It is just defi- just one of the – maybe the best finale uh, – since uh, since one, maybe. Really, really, really strong stuff. Yeah. I loved this movie. So, yeah, before, before we close out, I love that this movie... Wait, did you pick your MVP? Oh, wait, no, sorry. I was going to get to the question. Yeah, no, my MVP is Jigsaw. Again, I'm going two for two in a row. Uh, I love his backstory. He says line... He is like the strongest actor, and I know that doesn't always make him the MVP of a movie, but... His acting chops combined with the storytelling that this movie allows his character to grow is better than anything we've seen of Jigsaw so far. And that's saying a lot because Jigsaw was my MVP last time. Like he is so compelling and he's dead through this entire movie and he still has more life than a lot of the characters running around in it. So props to John. I can't wait to see how the dead body uh, of Jigsaw returns in the sixth one and the fifth one. It's, I don't know how this movie has four more, like series has four more movies in it, but I'm so excited to find out. So I assume what you're going to say, like, if this was the end of the series, it would be a triumphant ending. Well, no, actually, I'm going to say the opposite. Like, this this fourth one is better yet. And I love that, I think you were, you were even talking about this off pod, about, like, how each cop from a previous movie just sort of inherits the, the jigsaw curse. It's like this curse that's being handed down. So now the guy that, you know, has been helping him since Saw 1, technically, and we see him since Saw 2, but I guess he was maybe even a part of the first trap. It's sort of hard to say. Uh, Hoffman thinks he gets away with everything, killing the right people, finishing the game, and then the recording that was in Saw's stomach is now like, oh, wait, buddy, you thought you think I'm dead? You think this shit's done? Nuh-uh. Now you're the next game. And it's just like... I don't know what is going to happen in Saw 5. I, I cannot even think how Jigsaw has planned for more post-mortem uh, games, but it's it's going to happen, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not asking when we'll end. I fucking no, love me it. me neither. I love that the writer... Like, to me, the writing is hard to pull off in a movie series like this, and the fact that we got new writers and this movie was so successful and they're going to carry the middle half of this series... Uh, I, if I'm asking when will it end for any of the rest of these movies, I'm, I don't see it happening and I hope to God it never does. I don't ever want to ask. And that's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Much like you and Jigsaw, I'm committed to playing these freaking twisted games. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I'm a freaking sawhead. I've been saw Can you imagine being that pathetic Donnie being like, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Shut up, I don't want to play. Shut up. Yeah. Get your head you're, blown you're up, so, you fucking idiot. You're so lucky. You're about to get the most iconic freaking head smush of all time in, bro. Show a little freaking appreciation uh, for the saw man. I don't want to. Jake himself. I want to hang myself because I'm sick of standing on block of ice. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then it really says it all. Fuck. <sighs> okay, um, what an episode. We're so excited for Saw 5. Um, I think I may have a guest lined up for uh, one of the later installations. Great. I will say I, I did a brief attempted no spoilers look at how other groups have ranked the entire Saw series, and Vulture put this as the second worst movie mm-hmm. in the series. Weird. So I'm... I'm so excited to later on we may have to do a saw autopsy episode where we look back over this in a designated episode because i I feel like my concern is that if we package the retrospective into the spiral episode that's going to be like a nine hour episode but anyways we'll figure um, that out we do we can tell our listeners that we even if i i respect and actually i think i've been convinced that now is still not the time to go to a movie theater and we're like well do we you know buy it on whatever streaming service it'll be but no when we are both vaccinated josh and i are finding the best drive-in theater to see spiral so yeah that's gonna be very excited that's the plan I, I have a few in mind i think it's gonna be a lot of fun but until then we'll be back next week with saw five unless we of course wake up tomorrow morning in twisted games yeah yeah i don't want josh it. and charles your whole life you've been podcast. Well, since the oh. podcast boom really got going, obviously you've been podcasting your entire life. But anyways, you've been podcasting for a while now, and it's really annoying, so I'm just going to kill you. That'd be fair. Yeah, I think that's the, the best game for us. Yeah. Okay, check out the Patreon. My phone's about to die. Charles, I love you. Jigsaw, I love you. Uh, Detective Eric Matthews, rest in peace. And frickin' Detective Mark Hoffman, let's just see what exactly you get into yourself in Saw the Fifth. <laughs>